Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, plans being ripped up, literally. I, I'm, I want you to hear this. That is the sound of me ripping up everything I had planned to do today because the NFL schedule started coming out much sooner than we thought. We thought we'd wait till tonight. I knew I had the one game. I'm on Good Morning America this morning announcing the opening Monday night game is Ravens Raiders. Next thing I know, every game for week one is announced and the point spreads are populating. So we're going through some week one point spreads because it's fun. Let's start with where we've been and then we have a few new ones. Starting with Cowboys at Buccaneers, which is the opening Thursday night game. Did we ever establish what it was? No, but since we begun, since we talked about it, the line has come out. Okay, so we, we were making predictions. You were telling me you thought it was going to be like four points or something? I thought it was going to be four and a half. And, and I told you I thought it would be a touchdown at least. I certainly think it should be a touchdown, and it is? Six and a half. Buccaneers minus six and a half over the Cowboys. Bubba, I hate to say this to you, and, and many may not know that not only is Bubba a dyed-in-the-hard, dyed-in-the-wool Cowboys fan, but he actually worked for the franchise for many years in a variety of different capacities, primarily uh, as a vendor. Um, but, uh, Bubba, I hate to say it, but give the points. Uh, that, that is a, a one-sided affair. Buccaneers got a big win. Tom Brady, week one at home, Thursday night, over the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That's Bubba's retort there. It's extraordinarily <laughs> well played. Uh, the, the, the next game that we did, we did the Jets against the Darnolds. Uh, the Jets, a 1 o'clock opener on September 12th at Carolina. And you told me the Panthers, what would you say, four and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. That's such an interesting game. It's actually, you want to hear the most specific stat ever? I was just scrolling through Twitter here um, as we were in our break. And Rich Samini is the Jets reporter for us at ESPN. And he just tweeted this. If it is Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold, it would be the first time a top three drafted quarterback has ever started his first NFL game against a top three drafted quarterback selected by the same franchise. That is very specific. That is very specific. <laughs> like, A, I know who all the people are. B, I read it myself. And, and C, I still don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't. So, 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 so. Is it Wilson or Darnold who's doing something that's never been done before? Has ever started his game against a top three quarterback selected by the same team? It's Wilson who's doing something that's never been done before. Yeah, so it's it's, it's the first start. So it's not just top three quarterbacks drafted by the same team starting. It's one of them, it being their first start. Very specific. That's a very, very, that's a very specific stat. One way or another, we touched on that game. I want to hear the line on Giants-Broncos. And the reason I do, do we have that? Has that populated? It has populated. All right, that's a giant home game. And the thing is, how are they hedging? Nuno's a giant fan. Nuno, how will Vegas hedge for the Aaron Rodgers possibility? Because that 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 game is one thing if Drew Locke is the quarterback or Teddy Bridgewater, and it's another thing entirely if Rodgers is the quarterback. What's the number? What's your prediction, Nuno? I think right now it should be probably like a Giants favorite by two points. See, I, I, I'm going to... If I knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming, I would say the Giants should be like a four-point favorite at home. And if he was? And if he was, clearly the Broncos are the favorite. If, if, if Aaron Rodgers is on that team, the Broncos are favored in that game, and I'm guessing that they're going to be hedging for that. I'm going to guess the Broncos are actually favored. It's a pick em. It's a pick They're hedging right in the middle. So they're right there. They're right. I mean, that, that's Vegas telling you yep. what everybody knows. Aaron Rodgers is coming. And, and the second Aaron Rodgers signs, they're like a six-point favorite. Rocket to the moon. I mean, they're, 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 look. He, he, Aaron Rodgers to, 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 to Denver is exactly 
what Brady to the Bucks was. It's like the one piece they're missing. Like Denver's defense is great. They have great weapons. They have all, everything except they don't have the quarterback. You put a quarterback in the middle of all of that, again, Rodgers is a guy who takes a bad team and makes them good. He takes a potentially good team and makes them great. I, I, think, I think the Broncos challenge Kansas City for the division if they get Aaron Rodgers. When we did the exercise two years ago, Vegas said that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were the quarterbacks that most impacted point spreads. Both of them at that time, eight. I don't have any numbers since then. Meaning eight points. They're responsible themselves for eight points, which is the most of any, among, among all quarterbacks. Interesting. So what you're saying is that if Rodgers signs there, if, if that history holds, then the Broncos would be more than a touchdown favorite at the Giants. Although I think they're already baking a little bit of that into the cake. Probably closer to five. Yeah, part of those eight points are already baked in on all of this. Okay, a few more I wanted to ask you about. We touched on Bears-Rams. Sunday night football is the opener at L.A. That's the first game there with all the fans, right? This will be the first. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a home game with fans there, right? So, so that'll be an interesting one. And then the question is, do you th- sort of throw Justin Fields to the Wolves slash the Rams – and Aaron Donald in his first game, um, I'm going to guess the Rams. Do we already do this one? I forget. We did this what one. Did we but say was, the Rams are a touchdown one. favorite? Yeah, that's exactly right. The Rams yeah. are a touchdown favorite. Uh, all right. And then what other new ones have we gotten in since last we touched on these? We have. Oh, do we get the Monday night game? We do not have Do we get Ravens Raiders? Don't have that yet. They're populating as we, we speak. We do. Stand by. We, we have do. it now. Yes. It just populated. Stand by. All right. Ravens at Raiders. That will be the first game in Vegas that the fans mm-hmm. can come to. It's John Gruden, who's very familiar with Monday Night Football. Those should be fun production meetings. Um, against Lamar and, and the quote-unquote new-look Ravens. Like, like, I'm really interested to see what they look like. They signed Sammy Watkins. They drafted Rashad Bateman. They drafted another receiver whose name you may not know yet, named Tylen Wallace, who is from Oklahoma State, who I'm here to tell you, when he was a, a, a freshman or a sophomore, very early he looked like a first-round pick, and then he got hurt. He had suffered a bad injury, and he came back, and he was very productive again. I think he's a good player. I mean, the Ravens' offense is going to look a little different. I think they're definitely favored in that game. I, I would say Ravens minus three and a half on the road. This is a loud line. The Ravens are a six-and-a-half-point road favorite in that game. Six-and-a-half. That feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. It also feels like Vegas, and by that I mean the casinos, completely discounting the possibility of Aaron Rodgers feels going like that there, way. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which I think most people have discounted anyway. But that feels like the people setting the odds have completely discounted the possibility that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Raiders, which is interesting. Are, are there, what are the other games? Let me look at my list here. I what, think what? Uh, Seattle-Colts uh, one I, thought, I find a little interesting. All right, Seattle at the I Colts, have you have it? All mm-hmm. right, stand by. That has populated. It has. Uh, seattle at the Colts, Carson Wentz's first game, they're home. Look, I think they're the better team. I think the Colts are the better team, and they're at home. I will say, see, uh, excuse me, Colts minus four and a half. It's Colts minus two and a half. Huh. Colts minus two and a half. That's a Russell Wilson line. That, that's respect for Russell it Wilson. It is. And also keep in mind that next year, you, you, they're going to bake a few more points into the, into the cake with fans. Like the home field advantage is usually in the NFL between two and three points. That was not the case but last year. But that works year. the other way then on what I was saying because the Colts are at home. So well, what you're telling me is that's Vegas's way of saying they like Seattle better than they like the Colts? These teams are approximately equal. Approximately equal. What I'm saying is as you're reading lines this year, they're going to be a lot different than last year where there was almost no home field advantage. Right, right. Um, 
my perception is, unless Wentz is a bust, which I don't expect him to be, I think the Colts top to bottom are mm-hmm. a better team than the Seahawks are. All right, let's do one more, and then I want to get on to some other things. We did Chargers in Washington. Do you have Dolphins, Patriots? I do. Oh, good. All right, Dolphins at Patriots. The Dolphins are a really good team. Brandon, I'm looking at you. What do you think? Dolphins at Patriots. There's no way Miami is a road favorite in that game. There's no way that they're going to give points against Belichick at home. I'm going to say that the Patriots are a very, very slim favorite. The Patriots minus two. Patriots minus two and a half. Yeah. Good pull. Yeah, Patriots minus two and a half in that game. That's that's the four o'clock game uh, in week one. I love New England in that game. And I think Miami is good. I'm telling you, I think the world is sleeping on New England. I really do. You know, I've used the term scorched earth tour numerous times. I, I applied it to Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago. I, I think it, Bill Belichick is going to go on a scorched earth tour. I think we've already seen parts of that. All that money they spent. You think Bill likes sitting there? Bill loves to tell you he pays no attention to what people say. You think Bill likes sitting there having everyone say, oh, it actually was Brady all along. Who knew? Who knew, Bill, that you were just basically a spectator? During this incredible dynasty that your that you're now former quarterback put together. And he looks younger than he did when you drafted him. And he's still winning and, and figures to win again. And all of them came back. And your team has now been forgotten because Buffalo's so good and Miami is so good. And the Jets have an exciting young quarterback everyone's all excited about. You don't think Belichick hears that? I think Belichick hears that. I think Bill Belichick is going on a scorched earth tour. I think they are the most slept on team in the sport right now. They're going to be dangerous. They're going to win that game. Hey, you know that our show is on ESPN Plus every single day. And did you know that a new lightweight king is going to be crowned at UFC 262 when rising star Charles Oliveira, who recently beat Tony Ferguson, takes on Michael Chandler for the vacant title? You can watch UFC 262 this Saturday exclusively for ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. Visit ESPNPlus.com PPV. Coming up next, last night was the most encouraging night of the entire NBA season. And I will tell you why right after this. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Coming up this morning with Greeny, former Packers head coach Mike Holmgren on the future of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Mike Holmgren, this morning at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the uh, Goodyear hotline, which will include uh, Mike Holmgren, who's going to join us in about 15 minutes. Hembo tells me <laughs> the lines are already moving. People are listening to the show, and they are betting based upon our opinions, and they're already moving the early lines in Vegas. What has moved? Buccaneers-Cowboys open at Buccaneers minus 6.5. It's moved a half a point in Dallas's direction. It's Bucks minus 6. Okay. Uh, Jets at Panthers, we, uh, we talked about earlier. The Jets open as a 3.5-point dog. They're now a 4-point underdog. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? We have the Steelers open up as a 6.5-point dog against the Buffalo Bills. Steelers now a six-point underdog. I wonder so what the last time the Steelers mm-hmm. opened a season as a touchdown underdog. Well, I could find that. The, uh, what else? We have the Broncos are now a one-point favorite at the Giants. That, was, that line has moved a full point in the last literally five minutes. Well, so people are clearly interested. Because we said they should be stuff. favored by a touchdown because <laughs> he's going there. We got one more. The Dolphins open up as a two-and-a-half-point dog against the Patriots on the road. They're now a one-and-a-half-point underdog. That also within the last ten minutes. That's a steal. Sit, sit, right now, sit on that line. Just sit. Let it keep moving. But to keep moving in Miami's direction because that's the way it's going to go. They're suckering you in. New England wins that game. The other one I like is Cleveland on the road. What's the number on that one again? We, we have not established that number yet. It has populated, but you have not guessed it. Browns at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs will be favored at home, and, the, and the, 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 everybody loves Mahomes so much. I'll say the Chiefs are favored by five. Five and a half. Yeah. Good guess. Yeah. I like the Browns. I like the Browns for the straight up win. All right. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. All right. So here we go. I told you last night was the best night of the NBA season so far. Tonight, we get LeBron and we get James Harden. And the most challenging NBA season in memory heads to the home stretch for real. It's a season that really began in October of 2019. That's really how it feels, right? It was interrupted by a pandemic and a makeshift postseason in which I thought they did enormously well considering the impossible nature of the circumstances. But here we are six months removed from the finals and we're headed back to the playoffs. It all is just so weird. That seems like yesterday, but it also seems like forever ago. Like Remember the Tyler Hero game from the finals last year? That feels like it happened in a dream. Does that even feel like it happened in real life? Feels like it was a different lifetime. So what will the next two months bring after a compressed second half schedule notable mostly for the people that didn't play and for Steph Curry? That's the story of the second half of the NBA season. Everybody didn't play and Steph Curry was awesome. That's the story of the NBA season. But last night was a nice glimpse into what could be around the corner. Knicks-Lakers felt like it mattered, even without LeBron. Now, as part of my feeling that way, my history with the Knicks, it probably is. But another thing is that it felt like a basketball game. 
It wasn't 125-124 in regulation. It was 101-99 in overtime. That's basketball. That's what basketball is supposed to be. Every possession contested, rebounding the difference, a make, a miss, a star limping around, but continuing to play. Good for AD. He's a world-class athlete. He doesn't have to be wrapped in bubble wrap. That was a great game. And maybe it's a little taste of what is to come. If the superstars of the sport can now be bothered to play, their season didn't matter to them, but this will. So for all of us who love basketball, and it has been my favorite sport all my life, let's hope we get something special here because it has been a tough go the last few months. The fans are starting to be back. You feel the energy when you watch these games on TV. I'm sure you feel it in the buildings. It all looks a little bit more normal, just a little. Again, LeBron back tonight, Harden back tonight. And Harden has still played more games with Houston this year than he has with Kyrie and KD. It's unbelievable. But the question is, does it matter? Probably not, because as he said the other day, they just have more talent than everyone else does. One of the things that a lot of teams don't have is talent. You know, so we we don't have to worry about that aspect. But skill wise, we're we're elite. So I'm not that's not my you know, I'm not worried at all. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for teams to beat us. Boy, I hated that comment. It's accurate, but that's really what it's come to. That's basically him just saying, we just put together a group that's too good for everybody, so when it matters, we'll show up and beat everyone. I watched a lot of AAU basketball in my life. My son played from third grade through 10th grade, so what is that, eight seasons? I watched a million games. That's exactly what that, that, that whole phenomenon is. One team has all the really good players. You can always know which court has the guys who are going to be D1 players because all the fans are surrounding that one court, watching that team. And they're just annihilating people. I mean, they're winning 82 to 6. You know, the coach is calling off the press. Guys aren't even going back on defense. They're cherry picking and dunking in the layup lines. I mean, that's what it is. And then on some level, that's kind of what this is. It's a problem. It's not a good business model for the long-term interest of the sport. So let's see what happens from here. Nuno, once again, is my in-house Knicks expert. Very quickly, Nuno. It was a tough loss for the Knicks last night, but it was a good game. Give me 30 seconds on that night. That loss really hurt, especially sliding them to the sixth spot right now, which means if you finish there, you get the Bucs. Um, I'm not worried about the Celtics and falling to that seventh, but that one hurt. That shows why they truly need a point guard. Okay, so having said that, and I agree with everything you said, let me give you the two big questions for the group. If, if, if the Nets or the field – in the East. Bubba, Nets, or the field in the East? Who you got? I'm going to go with the Nets. Nets. Devin, Nets or, or the field in the East? I'm going with the Nets. Nets. Nuno, Nets or the field? Because uh, I'm a hater, I'm going to go with the field. All right. That's very t- that's typical Nuno. Hambo, Nets or the field? I'm an analytics guy. I will always take the field if given the opportunity. Okay. That, this is the one spot where analytics have it wrong, as Mel Kuyper calls it analytics because they lie to you. Lakers, we don't know anything. I'm not even going to give you if those guys are healthy. I'm just giving you the circumstances as they stand right now. Lakers or the field in the West? Nuno. Lakers. Uh, Bubba. Field. Devin. I'm going with the Lakers. And Hembo. I will take the field once again. Okay. The correct answer is Lakers and Nets. <laughs> the correct answer is Lakers and Nets. If you had to guess right now, who do you think Vegas says is likelier to come out of their conference? Between those two? Yeah. Lakers. The Nets are much likelier. 
The Nets are the, an odds-on favorite right now to come out of the East. The Lakers are their favorite, but they're plus 225, very close to the Clippers. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the, I mean, it's a tougher conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have a tougher road. They will. But if you told me right now one of those two teams was going to A, implode, or B, mm-hmm. have a bunch of guys not play, I would say it's likelier that it's Brooklyn. Uh, LeBron's coming back to play. I mean, they've just, they've just been keeping these guys in yeah. bubble wrap for the playoffs because they have decided for themselves that nothing that happens until then matters. And, and in this one very unique circumstance, I will cut them some slack on that front. Okay, who was really to blame for what's happened in Green Bay? We'll get to that and more when Holmgren joins me live next. Don't miss it. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you, as always, live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So much going on. It's schedule release day. Tonight we'll get all of the games. Already we have all of the week one matchups. We've got point spreads. The lines are already moving. It's the middle of May, but it feels like football season around here. And thus it is a perfect time to catch up with our friend and Super Bowl champion coach Mike Holmgren, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Hello again, coach. I am not hearing Mike. I'm not sure if anyone else is. Maybe we can just check on his audio there, guys. Mike, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? There we go. Now we're perfect and we're ready to go. Great to see you as always. So so a million things I want to get into with you. I, I want to start. I saw that you had some comments. You were on with my friends in Chicago last week and you were talking about the situation with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and how it has fallen apart. For those who've not seen it, as you have just sat and observed this and you have certainly worked with your share of all-time great quarterbacks from Joe Montana, Brett Favre and others, what is your perspective on how this thing has gone down? Well, I, I think it's too bad. I think, and I made the comment uh, last week, I, I think that it's been mishandled a little bit. Uh, I think that goes without saying. Um, but listen, both sides have a little little responsibility in this. Um, I think if you have a star quarterback or a player like a, like a Aaron Rodgers or a Joe Montana or a Brett Favre or one of those guys who is your franchise, really, um, then you don't treat him quite the same way you do all the rest of the players. Yeah, that's not to mean you, you you let him cross the line, but he is responsible for your team winning most of the time, and so you better have a good understanding with that player. And that that sort of thing seems to have broken down there, obviously, 
and uh, it's too bad, in my opinion. You know, it's a different league than it was when you were in it. Going back to your Green Bay championship team, like Reggie White was the first ever high-profile free agent that you guys brought there. Um, and, and so now it's a little different sport. But even with that context, like take me through how you handle that w- with these star quarterbacks. How do you manage that relationship where you want to make them feel like they have some say in what's going on, but at the same time, to your point, I mean, they're players and you're the coach. That's right. And then the, right from the beginning, <clears throat> now granted, I, this, I coached a while ago, but right from the beginning, there ha- that line has to be pretty bright. You know, I, I'm, I'm the coach, you're the player. We both have our jobs to do. Let's work together and make it the best situation we possibly can. You say that, you set that up right away. Then as you go along, you know, and you see this player is, is special and he is our quarterback, then you, you kind of handle it differently. Having said that, the Packers, you know, Brett Favre and then to Aaron Rodgers, it gave them how many years? 30 years, 25 years of great football. Joe Montana to Steve Young. It was, it was hard there for a second, but then all of a sudden, what did it do for the franchise? Every club is looking to do that. But I think in fairness to your star player, the guy that you have who, was, who bled on the field and been with you the whole time, you owe him the, at least the opportunity, not to, not to, but, but to be involved in maybe the decision-making, not to who you're going to pick, but the timing of it. You know, eventually, we want to get the next quarterback. And it's okay to talk to that, your existing quarterback about that stuff. And I think that's fair. And I think he will respect you for that. If he does it, if he can't handle it, then that's a whole other thing. And that seems to be what we're dealing with right here. You know, it's funny because football, and Mike Holmgren is with me here, football has always been a sport that is run with sort of a, a militaristic kind of power structure. Like, you know, you just sort of do what the people that you work for are telling you to do. And that is changing. And again, you're not part of it in that way anymore. But how would you imagine that changes the role for coaches now when players, particularly the stars like that, have a level of authority that is just not consistent with what the history of the sport has been? Well, that's the thing that strikes me as very difficult for me to understand. Because you're right, Greeny. You know, we you you had that kind of responsibility as the coach and then the players played and you coached now it seems which is something that bothers me is that if a player is unhappy he's he's vocal about it we used to keep things in house all the time you could be unhappy but then you come into my office and we'll talk about it but now it's out there and everyone sees it and hears it and it is a different game right now so if you're going to pick sides a player signs a contract for a lot of money for five years. In his second year, he's unhappy and says, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, you go, wait a second. Now you got to sign up five, you know, you got a five-year deal. You got all this money. How are we going to fix this? And that's what I would try and do is fix it if you have the power. Now, with the setup there, uh, you know, I don't know how they're doing it now in Green Bay. I don't know who gets the final say. I don't know that. They have a young coach who's a very good coach. And uh, I know if I was coaching, I'd go in the office and say, I got to keep him happy and I got, I want him. He's not going to know. And if we get another young quarterback down the road, fine. But this is the guy we got to make sure is feeling good about things. 
Greeny and Mike Holmgren. While I have you, a couple of other things I just wanted to, to get into with you here. We've got five young quarterbacks that were drafted in the first half of the first round this year, which means there will be an expectation on them to play, for the most part, sooner rather than later. Take me through the challenges of that, of getting a rookie quarterback ready to go week one. You know, there, there's, there's two ways to look at that. And I've heard other guys say, listen, I'm going to sit him down. Mm. He's going to watch the 49ers as an example. I, think they're, they're, I don't think they plan to play that young guy right away. Mm-hmm. And if Garoppolo is still there, sit and learn from him. Then at some point, we'll move you into the lineup. I was of the other school. I, I thought if I could protect him and I could do it because I was calling the games, you can be kind of conservative. You can do that. He's learns fastest and best by playing as long as you can protect him. If you have a decent offensive line and your scheme allows him to get the ball out of his hands, I think that's a faster way, faster road to getting him to be the player you want him to be. And so there's two schools of thought there. Um, some of the guys, I think, all of these young men that got drafted, they're all very, very good players. Um some of them are going to have to play sooner. We know that. But the, the existing team and the fan base have to know if you draft a guy in the first round, he is going to be your quarterback. He is absolutely going to be the guy. So no one can be surprised of how that happens, when it happens. But it's going to be particularly the starting quarterback if he's not if he's kind of laying the groundwork for the young guy. And then one last one for you here. And, again, this applies, I think, to Rodgers. It might apply – to Russell Wilson going forward and maybe some others. Are we at a place in the sport now, in the ultimate team sport, where the value of the quarterback is so high that you can take one of these really elite guys, put them on practically any team, and they make that team a contender? Is the, is the quarterback that valuable the way the game is played now? I think some quarterbacks are. We all know what Tom Brady did in Tampa. That's, that's kind of the – and I think quarterbacks – who are existing quarterbacks on teams that are that are franchise quarterbacks can always point to that and said I could go someplace and that I could make that happen. So yeah, I think there's it's it's really different and I think that's a feeling now that could happen. You know, when I was in San Francisco, I never thought when I was I, I wasn't there when it happened, but I never thought Joe Montana would play someplace else. I never thought Brett Favre would play someplace else, and that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Now the guys are saying if you're unhappy. And you can't you can't have that guy be unhappy on your football team. He's got to be the leader, and so then that presents problems for not only the coach but the front front office. It's Mike Holmgren again. It is always such a pleasure to catch up. Hope you're enjoying uh, your spring and into your summer, and we will catch up again soon. Thank you as always for a few minutes. Thank you, Mike, very much. Hey, take care. That's Mike Holmgren again, longtime coach, Green Bay. Seattle, all over the place, Cleveland, and much more. One of the great coaches ever. Again, coached so many of the great players, and I've just seen that. And, and has the situation in Green Bay been, been mishandled? Yes, I think that is fully reasonable to say it's been mishandled. When you have a player as uh, of the magnitude of Aaron Rodgers, and he's as unhappy as he clearly is, that's mishandled. That said, my friend Matt Miller, and this is what I said in the open, when I said someone I like a lot sort of pointed a finger in a different direction, He was talking about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and sort of suggesting, you know, maybe sometimes we need to be pointing the finger at those guys. When you're Russell Wilson, I think, and I was Aaron Rodgers as well. I don't completely understand what you're upset about. Maybe just look at the fact that you're making $30 million. You're on teams that are good enough to make the playoffs every year. And sure, you're going to lose some big games. 
that happens to everyone. Even Tom Brady has lost a couple Super Bowls, right? It's like, I see it like I've lost respect for both of these quarterbacks because of their like whining and like they're just like petulant little children. It's interesting. So that's Matt Miller saying that. And he was on a, a podcast called Two Guys, a Girl and a Podcast. And it did make me think. Now, I don't agree with what he said, but I do think it's interesting. And I wonder how many people he's speaking for. So, Bubba, let me come to you. Do you believe that as this Rodgers thing stretches on, and I believe it will, we know he's not going anywhere until the beginning of June at soonest. And I don't think, because there's no real time pressure to do it, I think this thing could wind up leaking into August, and we'll see what happens from there. Do you believe public sentiment will turn on Rodgers? Like, it feels to me like most people, and I, I, I haven't done polling on this, but it feels to me like most people are kind of on Rodgers' side. They think the Packers screwed this thing up. They weren't communicative enough with him. They shouldn't have been drafting his replacement anyway. Look how good he is. You're always going to side with the great player, especially when, you know, they're like Rodgers. He's so cool. He's good-looking. He's hosting Jeopardy. He's marrying a celebrity. I mean, like, he's an easy guy to side with. Do you believe that the tide will turn, Bubba, and that people will start to turn on Rodgers? Yeah, I'm going to go with over time, the tide will turn. And would that be if if there's a holdout? If, if, if Tell me when you're talking about. When does the tide turn? If they, if they start training camp and he's not showing up, is that when it starts? Yes, I think, yeah. I think when he starts officially making it known, he is not going to be playing for the team. All the people who are, oh, you make all this money, get out there and play, that's going to start the tide of t- turning. Let me go to Nuno then, who is the world's most cynical man. If if I ha- if I don't miss my guess, Nuno, you've already turned on Aaron Rodgers. Is that accurate? That is very much accurate. <laughs> you know what I like about you, Nuno? You remind me of my dad. I think that's why I like you, because my dad would have been the first guy to be like, oh, I'm done with that. Or I mean, my father was the first guy to just get aggravated with stuff. It just was his nature. Tell me why you're done with Aaron Rodgers, Nuno. I just feel like... Aaron, do us all a favor. Come out and say these things. Like, we can. I can understand him being upset with the Jordan Love thing, right? Even, but like, eventually say it. Like, you do this coded language when you go on and you talk to McAfee, or you, you know, like, just be like, "Hey guys, I want out. I'm upset. I'm hurt. Here, are my these are my feelings. Like, it's time to move on. I appreciate it. I love you guys. I think people will respect that more than being what he's doing." Okay, so I will say two things. One, I'd love that interview to happen on this show. And two, by you having said that now, our chances of that happening on this show, (laughs) (laughs) which are already slim because of his uh, relationship with McAfee, uh, they are diminished. But I respect your point of view. Hembo, lastly to you, because you are the dean of the old school. Again, those who don't know Hembo, Hembo is a 74-year-old man masquerading as a 31-year-old man. Hembo is so old that he has with him a hardcover copy of a book called When Baseball Went to War. My favorite book. Which you just brought with you from home. I brought this with me from home today, When Baseball Went to War. You know, today was Yogi Berra's birthday, and there were some fun stories about him in the, in the book. I to be to clear. Sure I had him on file. To be clear, on Yogi Berra's 96th birthday, mm-hmm. you brought to work a book called When Baseball Went to War just because you thought it might be fun to read a little bit of it today. That's exactly right, and I did. Okay. so And just, I did. To give everyone, I just want you to understand how... The, the, the mindset of one Hembo works. And just quickly, mm. 
What is the legendary Yogi Berra when baseball went to war story? So, uh, <laughs> people, uh, this is such an untold uh, part of his life because he had such an extraordinary baseball career. But as the story goes, because the, he was in the military at like 18 to 19 years old before he played in the big leagues and would often ask his buddies in the, to, to pitch to him so he could get reps and for him to practice. As the story goes, there was a day in which Winston Churchill comes storming onto the beach with a bunch of his guys and nearly trips over Yogi while in his catcher's stance. I would give anything for there to be anything. film of that, oh right? I mean, goodness. could you imagine if there was film of Winston Churchill almost <laughs> tripping over Yogi Berra in a catcher stance during World War II, right before D-Day? Wasn't he, like, in a boat at Normandy? Yogi Berra was stationed in a rocket boat off of Omaha Beach on D-Day, and he actually won a Purple Heart. He, he, fought, he was hit by a bullet at Operation Dragoon in France, won a Purple Heart for that. So this, See, here's the hmm. thing. Hembo is doing this from memory. Like, he's not looking in the book and, and announcing that. He, he just is literally doing this. Remember, Love but this going book. back, mm. have you turned on Rodgers? I've not. And will you? I will if he, if he allows it to, to sort of play out through training camp. Like you said, like that's the dilemma. Why will you? If he's right now, why would he be wrong then? Because th- then's when your actions matter. He can do all the stuff he wants in the offseason. But when it comes down to actually showing up, if he doesn't, I think that's when public sentiment will turn, and that's when I will turn. Be- you will turn because you feel like he's got a contract and he should show up? Correct. Okay. And he should honor it. I, I get it. I, I, I always tend to fall on the other side of this with players. Like the NFL players, I tend to side with them, generally speaking. And again, he doesn't really fall in the category of a player whose contract could be ripped up anytime and mm. all the rest of that because he's a superstar player and, you know, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But when push comes to shove, the only way a player has of getting what he wants is to withhold his services. So his threats are, are pointless, are meaningless if he doesn't do that. If he just pouts or yells or goes on McAfee or here or anywhere else and says, I'm done with them, they're dead to me, I want out, I feel wronged, whatever it is he might say, that doesn't really accomplish anything. If he shows up when training camp begins, you're not giving, you're not fighting. You're, you're just, at that point, you are whining, to use the term Matt Miller used. I'm not using that term. I don't think he's whining. I think he's fighting. And the only way he fights, he only has one weapon to fight with, and that is withholding his services. So ultimately, I believe that's what he's going to do. All right, let's finish it with some fun. We have some point spreads. You told me that some lines are moving. Is there anything we haven't had yet? Yes, we just talked about the Packers. I have a question. If, if Aaron Rodgers were quarterbacking the, the Packers, what do you think the point spread would be for their week one game at New Orleans if he were quarterbacking that team? Well, if he is quarterbacking, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know that he isn't. Right. Again, that game a year ago, Packers at Saints is a week one matchup. That, was, that would have been Breeze versus Rodgers. Now it might be Jameis Winston versus Jordan Love. <laughs> Interestingly, like, like Winston and Love were drafted earlier. I mean, Breeze was a yeah. second-round pick, but that has nothing this to do with it. This line tells you a lot about what Vegas thinks, where Vegas thinks All right, so you're suggesting to me that the Saints are favored? The Saints are favored. Yeah. Uh, it's at New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Saints minus four? Saints minus one and a half. The Saints are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's also hedging because in the event that Rodgers is there, mm-hmm. then Green Bay is probably a three-point favorite on the road. I would suspect at least. And if Rodgers is not there, then New Orleans is a six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite. So this is splitting the baby? Is that, is that what you're telling me? I, this, to me, the, a pick would have been splitting the baby. The fact that it's that far towards New Orleans indicates to me that they think he's going to. Yeah, and look, that line is already moving. Vegas is telling you that they believe that he's going to be a Denver Bronco, and I'm telling you that I believe he's going to be a Denver Bronco because the people who know this stuff all believe. 
he's going to be a Denver Bronco. The only question is when. Greeny with you, and I want to ask, have you ever seen a vehicle like at a stoplight or in a parking lot that just seems to stand out because of its deep mirror-like paint that's just spectacular? Well, you're probably thinking you don't have the money or the time to spend to do that to your own vehicle. Well, think again. With new 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating, it's a revolutionary new product, provides that same level of protection and shine that you get from a professional detail, but can be done yourself in your own garage. You just spray it on, you let it haze, you buff it off. You'll have up to a year of paint protection, in addition to that jaw-dropping depth and gloss that will have others admiring your ride on its next drive. It helps repel dust and reduces water spotting to keep it looking cleaner between washes. You can also use it on your car's glass, wheels, and trim. It's now available at Advance Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, or you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. What a fascinating day. Again, don't forget the special is tonight. You will get to see all the matchups where everybody goes, start putting together the workings of what will ultimately be a 13-4 and record for my beloved J-E-T-S. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN.